You are listening to a Geek Network interview. Be sure to hit the follow button to get notified when a new episode is available. You can also visit us at geek-network.com for your guide to the geek entertainment news you love. Created for geeks, by geeks, and remember to always geek responsibly. Thanks, listeners, for joining us again for an episode of Fandom Sessions. We have a special guest today um, for the Southwest. It's going to be an exciting episode. Uh, We're going to be talking about the Arizona Comic Arts Festivals, and we have comic book creator Ryan Cody, who's going to be filling us in on what we have to look forward to. How's it going, Ryan? Uh, Good. I'm doing well. How about yourself? Pretty good, man. Just hanging in there. Um, I still have the Monday through Friday day job, so looking forward to that weekend. Sure. A wrestling fan, so it's a big weekend for us. I don't know if you if you partake in the fiasco. <laughs> I, I I do not. I do not follow wrestling. Yeah, I I recently got back into it about a year ago. Um, a friend of mine actually was like, "Oh, you should check out WrestleMania. It's just as good as it was when we were younger." And he got me hooked again, and he completely dropped off the map on it, which really <laughs> pisses me off because now I have nobody to talk to about it. <laughs> um, yeah. but. Um, yeah, man, really, really excited um, for us in Arizona, especially, you know, usually we have Phoenix Fan Fusion to look forward to, but you're dropping a little golden nugget for us comic book fans before we get there. Um, but before we jump into all of that, uh, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? Uh, yeah, so I'm a comic book artist. Uh, I draw comics. I also color comics, which is kind of what I do, kind of where I'm leaning towards now is more coloring comics. Uh, but I still do draw books. I'm wrapping up a, a series right now. Uh, and uh, I host a couple podcasts, and uh, I guess I'm a vent, an event promoter as well. Although uh, I don't, I don't know if I, I don't know if, if I, if I don't know if I want to phrase it that way because it's 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 a little more personal than that. But yeah, I kind of do a lot of different of things as far as comics go. Any event passionate um, that just happens to require some promotion, right? Yes, correct. <laughs> Uh, but, you know, you, you mentioned that you've been working on some stuff. Can you tell us a little bit about what you have coming out? Or are you still uh, no, under NDA? No, no, I'm good. Uh, so the the end of last year, I guess, in, was it the end? yeah, sometime last year, uh, the collected edition of Justice League versus the Legion of Superheroes came out through DC. I colored that book. Uh, and then I also colored the third Kickstarter, maybe fourth of uh, Impossible Jones, which is a, a book that um, Carl Kessel and David Hahn created. And I'm the new colorist on that. And for people who back that Kickstarter, they should be receiving their books uh, fairly soon. And we're getting ready to launch the next volume of that on Kickstarter. And then uh, that book is also released later in the year through Scout. And uh, a book awesome. that I'm, yeah, a book that I'm finishing up right now called uh, Death Comes for the Toy Maker that I uh, illustrated, I penciled, inked, and colored is also coming out through Scout, and I think that'll be out in the summer. Um, so yeah, I'm kind of just wrapping up a bunch of projects right now, and uh, gearing up for the gearing up for the uh, Arizona Comic Book Arts Festival. 100, percent yeah. Scout's been killing it, man. They they come out with some really great stuff, and I mean, I was following them. I, I'm fairly new to comics. I'm not gonna um, say that I've been around the game for the for the long run. Um, right. I started. I got into comics about two years ago now um, when I started podcasting, the original podcast was comic book related. 
first thing I picked up was Canto from IDW with um, David Boer and Drew Zucker, and I picked up Chip Zartes, um Daredevil, and yeah. I fell in love. <laughs> uh, probably, probably two solid titles to start off with. And, yeah, that that Zdarsky run on Daredevil is good. Yeah, man, and it's been a, a money pit that I've been happy to put plenty of money into since. <laughs> sure. Um, but yeah, Scout's been on the map for a while, and they're doing a lot of stuff. They got some stuff um, going into adaptations on TV and film, um, which, you know, speaking of, I know that Midnight uh, Western Theater is also going to be adapted into a TV series, right? I, I don't know what's happening with that. On that book, I didn't really have as much in, well, not input's not the right word, but I didn't have as much uh, ownership over it because I, right. I mean, I was just work for hire. I literally had no ownership over it, but I didn't, you know, I wasn't as invested in that as far as the creative team goes. I was just kind of a hired colorist on that. So I don't really get the updates, but yeah, that's another book that, that was released through Scout that I colored uh, that David Hahn uh, drew as well. So that's kind of how when uh, they needed a colorist for Impossible Jones, David and I had David, David and I had worked together previously, so it was an easy uh, transfer for me. Right, no, for sure. Well, one that we can't argue that you're not passionate and an owner of is Old Man Thunder Punch, which, <laughs> which I, and I'm not, I'm not trying to be funny or anything. Like I literally came across this while I was um, researching you, and dude, I gotta say, I fucking love this comic. Um, <laughs> It has a really good message hidden beneath all the humor, you know, other than, <laughs> yeah. you know, fuck him up, Todd, and, and all that stuff. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, yeah, I uh, I don't know how, uh, I'm not, I wouldn't, I'm not scholarly enough to really speak so much to, to sort of, uh, you know, white privilege and sort of power imbalances and stuff like that. It's definitely something I should probably investigate more, but it kind of lended itself to this fun little story I wanted to tell about you know, don't let the man keep you down and, you know, stand up for yourself. And just because something's different doesn't mean it's not, you know, it's any less or anything like that. But the the main impetus of Old Man Thunder Punch was I basically just need, wanted something to do for Inktober that was more than just the, the black and white illustrations I'd been doing in the previous years. So right. I decided I decided to pencil ink and color a panel a day for uh, for 31 days. And some days, you know, had more than one panel. So it ended up being, I think, nine pages total. And uh, yeah, it was just, I could do whatever I wanted. It was fun. You know, I had a blast doing it. It obviously probably took way too much time for something that's not paying me any money, but it was fun to do. And uh, yeah, I mean, I've had people, you know, I've had uh, coloring jobs kind of pop up because of that. And, uh, you know, it's just something I did for fun and something that I that I could wholly control 100%. So that's, that's always fun as well. Right, like a release almost, right? Like just exactly. without that creativity. No, I mean, and I loved it to be honest. Um, I, I mean, the final line says it all. You know, never forget how much fun it is to punch monsters. And right, I love that little nugget you threw in where it's not because they're trolls; they're, they're just dicks. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. Um, but you know, I, I'm sure a lot of people must feel the same way. But have you ever considered, like, if this is going to be something you build upon, or? Uh, keep the trend going next ink inktober or panel-tober for you yeah it, yeah it's something i want to keep doing when someone i i kind of want to fiddle with more just finding the time to to do it uh like i said some days penciling and inking and coloring a panel that might only take an hour depending on the panel some days it took two three hours and then by the time the month's over i realized i didn't get enough work done that month so i got to find the right balance to keep plugging away on it it might be something i do on my sub stack 
but yeah, I mean, I got a I got a big show up in coming up in um, June that I would like to have something new for. So maybe I'll print up some some ash cans of that and and do another story and try to get to you know a twenty page floppy or put it as part of a sketchbook right. or something something like that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Something for the fans. I mean, I, I'm a big sucker for physical copies. Like, I, I love reading digital comics, but I I don't know if it's the ADHD or what it is, but it, it's always like squirrel. Like, <laughs> I can't stare at a screen for too long. <laughs> right. Uh, but yeah, honestly, man, uh, props to you because this was a fun read. And oh, honestly, the only critique I have is that it was not enough. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, I, I had fun with it. So thank you. Awesome. No, great. Um, but I want to circle back here to Kickstarters. Um, you, you mentioned it very briefly here. Uh, I love Kickstarters. I, I honestly have to also, you know, my hat's off to anybody that takes that venture because I've had some friends that have gone into it and it seems stressful as hell. It seems like it's 30 days of staring at a screen, watching numbers go up and crossing your fingers and, right. <laughs> and a lot of anxiety. Um, but Honestly, it, it offers a lot, and 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 she and you know to that point, um, the pandemic did not make it easy. You know, it wasn't easy on publishers, big publishers, uh, let alone people that are trying to get these projects off on their own. Right. Um. But you guys did a hell of a job launching these projects still and providing fans with like exclusives and all the little extra goodies that that come with a Kickstarter, which I'm a sucker for all of them. Um, but, you know, on, on one of your projects, have you ever had one that like really, you know, stood out to you or your favorite um, exclusive or add on that you've ever included in a project? Um, well, I, I have a, it's a Kickstarter for me personally, is a little bit of a sore subject on the ones that I run because I, I, I have an outstanding one. That was a, a a bold kind of move I tried to do a couple of years ago mm-hmm. uh, involving a, uh, making a documentary. And so I'm behind on that. Uh, just because it's a whole different type of storytelling that I didn't, I, you know, I foolishly, I thought it might be easier. Like I figured, oh, if I know how to tell stories uh, sequentially by drawing them, it's, it's, it's not much different. And uh, it's, it's definitely different and, and much more personal. So part of that Kickstarter, I'm, I'm still behind on and something I still grapple with. And, you know, it's got to be finished this summer for sure. Uh, but as part of that Kickstarter, I did have a comic uh, like a manga, basically a black and white comic come out through that. And uh, I, I got that out to people um, last year, beginning of last year, I believe. And so that was fulfilling just to do it. I think it ended up being like 70 pages or something like that. And it was fulfilling just to finally get that project done. Uh, but I do like, uh, like with, with Impossible Jones, th- there's a built-in audience for that book. And so when Carl runs those Kickstarters, Carl Kessel, when he runs those Kickstarters, it's almost guaranteed it's going to succeed and 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 succeed you know and surpass uh, what his goal is and so then that's where the fun parts get in like he's always sending me like files to color like just for like a digital thank you card or you know he made some pins for the last kickstarter and so you know there's email chains about like the colors on the pins and what do we think about the pins and all that kind of stuff you know that that fans like and gives them you know it's something different you can't like um I urge everyone to, to go to their local comic shops and buy comics, but not everybody can get their book into into Diamond or into a catalog. So it's mm-hmm. not always available at a, at a local comic shop. And so for these books that just by default maybe have to cost a little more because it's a Kickstarter and it's a smaller print run and stuff like that, I think the extras really make the people make people who support the book feel like they're part of the, the team, you know, like 
uh, one of the things right. uh, Carl does on Impossible Jones is you can get drawn into the book. And so like there's pages I'm coloring and then I get an email like, oh, no, don't forget to color this guy's shirt like this because it's this person. and I get a photo <laughs> and I'm like, oh, OK, so, you know, I could I can match the photo as much as possible. And I know that those guys get a kick out of that, seeing that. And that's always fun because, you know, for me doing my job coloring the book, it's really no different than anything else. But for someone who who. Uh, you know, use that reward tier or chose that reward tier, you know, they get a huge kick out of it. And so for me, it's just fun. It just, you know, comics are supposed to be fun and that kind of stuff's fun. So it's all good. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, to your point, it, it really does make you feel like you're part of the creative team. Like everybody's always really great about updating the Kickstarter page and like looping everybody in on the process. And, you know, yeah, you get your name, uh, you know, in, in the book or, yeah, you know, those those higher tiers that let you get drawn into the book. Um, I know I saw on Twitter um, a while ago, I think this was during the pandemic, somebody had their late father drawn into the comic. I mean, you can't beat that. I mean, right. <laughs> that that's like, that's something that's going to go with you forever. And right. Yeah, that's, that's what special. I love about it. Yeah, it's like more personable. And I mean, for creators, um, I mean, lately I've noticed a lot of Kickstarter projects being picked up to be published. Um, by indie publishers um so you know i i guess it opens up some doors for some people to get their foot into the the industry in that way so i mean i i think i just don't see any downside but i, I to your point also you know i see that some people do um you know get behind schedule or or yeah. don't make deadlines but as far as i go you know backing kickstarters i, I expect it um I, I don't imagine it's easy so yeah. Short of somebody just straight up ghosting me for months and not giving me an update, then I honestly don't have a problem with it. And I, I kind of just back them and forget them because it's it's nice getting a random mail call and just yeah. having it show up at your door. Yeah. And something I learned early on on the Kickstarters I supported and also the, the couple that I've done or, you know, ones that I'm not even running, but I'm just a part of is that uh, people enjoy like they want to support your work. You know, they, they get joy, not just on the, in the on getting the reward, you know, getting the book or whatever. They get joy out of knowing that they help supported help support this project of yours or they help support your your work kind of on a daily basis, you know. And so there's there's uh, ownership in that as well of sort of like, uh, you know, uh, being a patron of the arts, for lack of a better term. And, and that brings a lot of joy, I think, to a lot of people. Yeah, of course, 100 percent with you. And um, I want to talk a little bit about your podcast. You mentioned that you do podcasts. So, um, you know, were you a podcaster first or did this come after you were doing art? Um, how, how did one feed into the other? Yeah. It, um, so I'd been in comics for several years before we started the podcast, actually for a while. Um, but then, you know, uh, me and my my friend Scott Godleski, who's a comic book artist, uh, he draws uh, some DC stuff. And he he and I would always have these like Discord chats or whatever or email chains, and just kind of shooting the shit and you know, all about all sorts of pop culture stuff, comic stuff, uh, you know, art stuff. And then I decided like, oh, maybe it's fun to sort of to sort of do this as a podcast because for a while I moved to Flagstaff, which isn't far away, but it's still too far to kind of hang out with your friends on a regular basis. So the podcast was a way for me to just like force him to like hang out with me and talk to me once a week. And so we started that in 2016. It's called The Illustrious Gentleman. We have 300 and, I don't know, something episodes out. Maybe, maybe no, 260 
five episodes out, something like that. Um, and then just recently, the, the the schedule of the weekly schedule kind of became too much, so we switched to bi-weekly, and mm-hmm. uh, we we mixed in some 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 uh, guest co-hosts here and there, or sometimes I'll do a, an interview with somebody. And so it's kind of like a, a comic and art and pop culture focused podcast. Uh, and, and like uh, I just enjoy talking to other people about like what got them into comics, what do they love about comics, who are some of their favorite artists. Like my favorite thing to do is talk about other comic artists and kind of what you know what what how great their run was on this book or how great like these twelve issues of this series were. Uh, I find that fun, and I like talking to other other comic book artists, other professionals because. Mm-hmm. It's it's a lonely. I mean, I work in a studio with another guy, so that's good. But for most people, they're just in their studio, or you know, a lot of times it can be in their room or in their living room, like by themselves drawing comics. It's a lonely kind of lifestyle. So the podcast kind of you know get, gets me an opportunity to chat with people and sort of be more social in kind of an antisocial uh, job field. Right. Yeah. I mean, I'm a severe introvert so I, I can definitely um, tell you that if I'm not looking for ways to find some sort of human interaction or going outside um, I'd be on if you ever seen the bench warmers but that guy that's allergic to the sun <laughs> that's me in a nutshell right. um, not even Girl Scout cookies would lure me out <laughs> um, but yeah I mean looking at your page it looks like you're on episode 262 which is hell man hell of an accomplishment um, so kudos to you. Um, oh, thanks, man. But um, I see a, a liquor bottle on on here. So yeah. So I, so, I, I... <laughs> so the the initial thing was we get together, we have a drink, and then we we shoot the shit for an hour or so. And so usually on the podcast, I still have I still try to have a drink uh, of some sort. Well, you know, well I have a I have a drink right now. If I find podcasting, I usually have a cocktail. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, that was kind of. You know, we kind of strayed away from that in the last uh, year or so, but uh, I personally try to try to keep the faith and, and hold form and still have a cocktail. Yeah, um, I mean, I I don't drink actually at all anymore. It's just I've never been a fan. I always drink socially. And mm-hmm. I mean, being antisocial, I guess one one, <laughs> one go together. Um, but I just uh, we were recording a, one of our shows last night and somebody brought up Hard Baja Blast from the Taco Bell Cantina in Las Vegas. <laughs> and, and they called it a fancy for loco. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, I, I don't, I don't know how to like digest what you're telling me, but I mean, a twelve percent Baja alcohol level Baja blast does sound pretty good. Um, oh, that, so that sounds like a headache and a toothache. Yeah, like I don't know, man. <laughs> I, I don't know if drinks have evolved, but back in my day, it was like <laughs> strap some forties to your hand and try to drink them as fast as you can with your friends. <laughs> like yeah, was, edward, edward 40 hands yeah exactly and like yeah i don't know i don't know if i was just hanging out with the wrong crowd but like we would buy cheap like natural light yeah, <laughs> I, I was just on a podcast last week uh with my friend henry Braz, and i was drinking natty light because it was on special I'm not, I'm not I'll, <laughs> I'll drink i'll drink wine i'll drink the cheapest beer i'll drink ipas i don't care yeah, um, I had a, I saw a meme the other day. I was like, I don't know who gave Paps the blue ribbon. But I was like, <laughs> <laughs> whatever works, man. Um, we used to drink warm beer wherever we could snatch sure. it from our families, whatever. Um, but yeah, uh, hey, man, if, if you want to experiment and have fancy Baja Blast, by all means, power to you. Whatever sure. gets the job done. <laughs> yeah, I'll look for it next time I'm in Vegas. 
Yeah, Taco Bell Cantina. Um, I didn't even know that was a thing. Uh, oh, there's one in there's one in downtown Phoenix. Yes, yeah, actually, yeah. um, that that was brought up. Um, the, apparently, it's not as good, but I mean, who am I to judge? I, I've never even heard about it. But right. um, if you do try it, I, I hope you will tell me what you think. <laughs> oh yeah, I'll be I'll be sure to post about it. There you go. <laughs> um, but you know, uh, let's let's focus on something that I really truly am excited about. Um, you know, kind of going back to my um, hermit crab life. Um, I barely started going to cons when I launched Geek Network, and it, it was kind of like, well, if you're going to be press, you know, you have to act like it, so I guess I should go outside and and meet people, so um, I started going to Phoenix Fan Fusion, uh, is, is the first con I went to, and, you know, it, it always seems like it's very heavy on, like, movies and TVs, you know, they have the actors and all that, um, it kind of touches on all mediums of entertainment, but my my favorite part has always been like the artists and the comic book creators. Even when I wasn't into comics, I, I remember I used to buy um, comics from from people just talking to them, like their passion and how excited they were to talk to you about the stuff they've created. Um, I remember I purchased it was called the Impressionist. I think it was a three issue series of a cleanup crew from like a Pacific Rim type world where they just clean up all the guts and crap from all the fights that are left over for the kaijus and right you know that's me. they they could not stop smiling and and honestly artist alley and all that good stuff has always been my favorite part um as much as i love um meeting actors and all that stuff and it kind of seems like that's the emphasis um you're putting back or you're putting you're putting it back onto comics with the arizona comics art festival um so you know give me your elevator pitch like what what should people look forward to when when they go to the comics art festival yeah so my studio mate gonzo came up with a great tagline called uh more pros and less cons um <laughs> I, I like to say it's like putting the comics back in comic con which you know i don't know the legality of saying comic con these days i really don't care um but yeah so you know there's there's shows around the around the world that have popped up in the last you know well, there's a show called Heroes Con in Charlotte. It's been around for 30 mm -hmm. plus years. And their their whole mission is pack that convention center with as many professional creators as possible. They don't have media guests at all. They don't have publishers. Um, it's Everyone there is either selling comics or makes comics. Um, and, uh, you know, I've been a guest at that show, you know, the last almost every year for the last maybe like seven or eight years. And it's my favorite weekend of the year. I mean, everyone goes to that show. So, you know, friends that I only see at that show, other comic creators that I only get to see once a year, I see them at that show. It's a great city. It's a it's a really great show, great crowd. And one thing they've done since they've been around for so long is they've cultivated an, an audience, uh, audience is the wrong word. They've cultivated kind of a fan base for the show. The attendees that go to that show, they go there to buy artwork they go there to buy comics they go there to support creators um and a lot of shows if, if it's loaded with 50 media guests uh you know 30 cosplay guests and 25 comic guests a lot of people go to those shows to just sort of like they want to see the media guests they want to see the cosplay they want to you know they want to see all this you know the, the 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 people selling swords and the people selling hats and the people you know, and, and all that stuff. And that's, there's nothing wrong with that. It's just a different kind of show. You know, it's more of a, mm -hmm. it's more of an, everyone's like kind of got an exhibit going on 
and they're selling you stuff. They're selling you merchandise that a lot of times you could buy, you know, anywhere, you know, they're selling Funko Pops, they're selling, you know, I don't know, earrings, whatever. Um, and so for me, as someone who's old school, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm in my midlife basically. So as someone who's like started going to shows in the nineties before anyone cared about comic shows before the CW and before the MCU and all that was even, was even thought about, it was all about comics back then and all about comic creators. And so the last few years, you know, I've seen comics get, or comic creators, I should say, get kind of less and less guests at a show more and more guests that are, you know, on a TV show or on a YouTube show or something like that. And I just decided like, you know, I love heroes so much. I want to kind of cultivate the same thing in Arizona because one thing Arizona has is a huge amount of local creators that do good work. I mean, people know about the scene in Portland, people know about, you know, New York, LA, uh, those kind of areas, but Phoenix has a massive uh, amount of talent, of, uh, you know, wealth of talent here. So why not show it off? So I'd, I'd been doing these free comic day events uh, alongside with Sam, well, along with Samurai Comics for about a decade, where we'd have, you know, upwards of ten to twenty comic creators in the store for free comic book day, and that was called the Acme Arizona Comic Mini Expo. And so the last one last year was the tenth anniversary, uh, after skipping a year for for COVID. Mm-hmm. And and I had COVID, so I got COVID last year. I didn't get to go to the tenth anniversary of my own uh, show that I curated, and I was so bummed and so upset. And so uh, late last summer, I decided like I'm just I'll just take the leap. I'll, I'm just going to do it. Let's see what this is about. Uh, let's see if I could get my friends to to come out and help me do this show, and, and by you know just show up and 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 help me promote the show and show up and be guests mm-hmm. at the show. And so I started sending around emails. I booked a venue, uh, you know, and we just started talking to comic creators and we just started doing that and, and booking guests and, uh, you know, the, the tables there. So there's, there's 28 guests, I think 27 guests, something like that. And there's probably just over 50 sort of small press and exhibitors and it was all curated, you know? So like, again, if you want to sell your 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 flash uh knitted wallets that's cool but mm-hmm. at my show i want people to be selling comics and so like my 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 exhibitor list is curated you had to be you had to be someone who made comics or someone who draws comics or or something you know we have some people that are more just like sketch cover artists and stuff like that and that again that's that's comics to me i mean they're not they're not self publishing comics but they're still drawing comics um and so for me, that's what I wanted to focus on, creators and comics. And so that's what we did. We got a handful of vendors, handful of sponsors, a bunch of guests, and a huge amount of exhibitors. And I would say maybe 80 to 85% of everyone that'll be in the room next next weekend or be, are going to be Arizona locals, you know? And uh, I think a lot of people are surprised by how many of these professional creators we have are, are Arizona locals. It's it's crazy. And yeah. uh yeah, so I just I decided like just do it. Let's 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 roll the dice and let's see what happens. So um, I'm putting a lot of faith in the Arizona comic book fan that uh, they're going to show up and uh, and make this uh, make this a great event. And I think they will, and I think it will be. Right for sure, and I'm 100 percent with you. Um, but before I go into that, yeah, big shout out to Samurai Comics. That's the one thing I miss about living in Phoenix is being close to the shops because they honestly 
have some of the best crew and Mike and Mariah are freaking amazing people. Um, and I just love everything about Samurai. Um, I'm stuck in Yuma, Arizona now, and I had to quit um, Comics Cold Turkey. Like I read digital now. Uh, I order them as I can, but not having a comic shop in town is a nightmare. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, to your point, um, you know, I one of the things I enjoyed, like I said, you know, was the artists out and the comic book creators, even not as a fan, just because I, I feel like you can kind of feel the energy and the excitement, which is something the comic book industry is always really good about as far as creators and publishers alike. They always have like this radiance of like positivity. And it's probably one of the few industries that like everybody is excited about it. Everybody involved, not just the creators, um, the editors, you know, um, publishers, everybody involved. Um, it, it's just amazing. But um, I mean this with the utmost respect going to cons um, in, in the last few years, like, yeah, I always felt like the artist and comic book creator portion of it was almost like street vendors, like they they were trying to make connections with people when, you know, everybody was just kind of passing by and like, yep. I would I would buy art from somebody and I'd be like, well, will you sign it for me? And like, they would get excited. They're like, you want my signature? And I'm like, of course, <laughs> like, this is beautiful. Why wouldn't I? So um, I, I really 100% um, have to give you some appreciation for doing this because you have put together a hell of a lineup. I mean, multiple Eisner winners and everybody involved has um, has to have people excited. Um, unless you don't have a pulse, <laughs> you, sh you should be really freaking excited for this. And um, go ahead. Yeah, it, no, it's just like, yeah, so we have, so again, like I said, I'm an old school guy, right? So, so we have like Steve Rude's there, Mitch Garrett's is there, who I'm not saying Mitch is an old school guy, but he draws kind of traditional comics, you know? Right. Um, you know, Scott Godleski, he draws kind of traditional big two superhero comics. So we have all those guys, Scott Collins, uh, you know, uh, we have all those dudes. And then we also have some indie guys, like Mike Kunkel is a guy who's more of a cartoonist and works in animation. Uh, he created Hero Bear and the Kid, and he's he's a great creator, and he's one of the most uh, jovial guys you'll see at a show. You know, he'll he'll talk to anybody. He's a great guy. When I was at my second show, maybe one of my either my second or third show ever, uh, it was when Phoenix Fan Fusion was still Phoenix Cactus Comic Con, and it was still in Mesa. Uh, I was next to to Mike, and and he had already probably won an Eisner or two by then, and he just the whole weekend he would just chatted with me and it was great he's so friendly um and then you know we have uh kind of new school indie guys like alexa zirit and andrew mclean mclean and uh you know like some people when, when i'm when they're going through the guest list they'll be like oh i know who these guys are but i don't know who who these other guys are but then like the social media uh you know, heat, I guess, for lack of a cooler word, is 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 big on a lot of these younger guys. You know, Alexis and, and Andrew right. get get huge pops every time I post about them on social media because that's just their their fan base or younger people, younger creators that I'm out of the loop on. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But but I but I mean, I know them. Alexis and Andrew are great guys, and I've hung out with them, and they're wonderful. And that's why. So for this first year, I kind of reached out to creators that I knew personally that I've hung out with at shows that I've that I've. Uh, you know, spent time with, you know, because I wanted to let them know, like, hey, this isn't a huge show, um, but it could be something cool. And it's Phoenix in February. 
that's cool. And it's a one day show and every creator loves one day shows. I know fans might like the two or three days so they can dress up every day and go and hang out at the con every day. But for creators, man, a one day show is the dream. And yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so, to, so for some of these creators, like, Oh, come out to Phoenix. We'll hang out for a weekend, but it's only a one day show. It was an easy sell, I think. Um, and like I said, we have the great mix. We got some indie guys. We got some self-publishing guys. We got some big two creators. We got Eisner Award winners. Um, you know, it's uh, it's a really great mix of uh, of creators that we've got lined up. Yeah, and and it's a it's an even spread because you know it, it even has stuff for people of all ages to the point of Mike Uncle because Hero Bear and the Kid, like I get big. Calvin and Hobbes vibes uh, yeah. from this. So uh, definitely something that you can take your kid to and I mean, start them young and, and they'll love comics for the rest of their life. <laughs> so yeah, exactly. Um, and yeah, you know, there, there's, only, that's the only way you can, you can do it. You just kind of, kind of dive off the deep end and, and see where it lands. And I mean, I, I I'm all for a one day event. Uh, if at my age, my knees are clicking all the time and <laughs> uh, standing for multiple hours, is it, really ideal so um i i'm not a big fan of of the multi-day events yeah. because by saturday afternoon um sunday uh i'm just dragging everywhere so <laughs> right and it's and it's a small uh you know we're at the phoenix shrine uh event or phoenix shrine auditorium and event center so it's not a big convention hall um you know if you have a really good arm you could throw a football from corner to corner but it's big enough for a hundred tables, so it's going to be it's going to have a, a big con feel in a small room, and you're going to be able to, you know, you're not going to have to wander around like, oh, where's this guy? Where's this guy? If you just walk around for like 15 minutes, you'll get the lay of the land, and you'll get to know where your favorite creator is, and uh, you know, maybe get to spend some time with them because you know, at, the, at a bigger show, you know, when you have thousands and thousands and thousands of uh, attendees at these shows, some of these lines can be long. Creators get tired. Um, you know, they, they might only be able to spend a minute or two chatting with you, but at these smaller shows that are more intimate, uh, you know, you might be able to get, sit there and talk to your favorite creator for five, 10 minutes, you know, and, um, it, it's, I think that's good for creators and for fans. You know, I'm, uh, I like talking to people and I like having the time to talk to people and kind of having like fun, uh, intelligent sort of, uh, you know, intelligent about comics and stuff like that. Intelligent about art conversations. I love when people want to know more about comic art or when they tell me what they love about comic art and we can chat about that. Like those are my favorite kind of interactions. Uh, and a show like this really lends itself to those kind of, uh, you know, those kind of one-on-one -on -one kind of moments. Right. And for comic book fans um, in particular, that's always a big payoff because um, you know, you're reading all these stories and like getting a piece of the mind of the creator and getting to spend five minutes, even if you just want to geek out and, say the dumbest things that your brain is you know just pooping out <laughs> um that's still going to be a moment you're never going to forget and, <laughs> right right um, I, at, I'm just, go ahead no no i was gonna say yeah like that's a that's a good point because i think so many uh, so many fans come up and, and maybe they're a little nervous or something because they don't want to maybe they don't want to see seem silly or they don't want to like you know quote unquote fanboy out too much but what they have to realize is for you know if you're talking to Mitch Garrett's and you're worried about fanboying out, there's a creator that Mitch talks to and Mitch worries about fanboy fanboying out in front of, you know, <laughs> like we all, we all have our, our, our hierarchy and our favorite creators and we all get nervous 
you know, when we step up kind of out of our peer group and we, we, we try not to gush and embarrass ourselves in front of, you know, like a Mike Mignola or somebody like that, but we all do it. I mean, it's, it's, uh, that's, what's fun about comics is every, everyone has someone they love. Right. Yeah. It's, a, it's all part of being a fan. Um, and I mean, sorry to anybody that I, I meet in the future, you're going to shake my sweaty hand and I apologize in advance. So, um, it's, it's just part of the game. And, you know, honestly, that's part of the payoff of doing what we do as well. Um, you know, the payoff in itself is meeting people like you and, you know, Mitch and, and all that good stuff, because it, it it's honestly like it, you get to meet the person behind all this, like, crazy stories like, right you know um and, and and i love it um but you know the shrine auditorium um just to talk about the venue a little bit um give some love to the local community um it is small and, and it does give you the opportunity to be very personal but it's also a beautiful place and i believe they have a stage right are, are you guys planning anything to do with the stage any panels or anything like that no because it's only the one room so a panel would get drowned out by True. the noise on the the noise on the floor and vice versa so the stage isn't really going to be uh, utilized this year uh, you know maybe next year i don't know if there is a next year we'll see people need to buy their tickets uh but you know like maybe we'll do something next year where it's uh you know, an hour before opening, there's a presentation or a panel or right. an hour at the at the end of the night, there's a presentation or a panel. Um, something like that is, is possible. But for this year, we're not doing anything with the stage. And uh, it's just going to be kind of, uh, like I said, the 100 tables, the creators, the vendors, the artists. Uh, there is uh, there's a cafe there. So there's, you know, you don't have to leave for, to get food. Um, for people who want a cocktail, I do believe they'll be selling alcohol. I can't don't hold me to that, but I think that's the plan. And uh, yeah, bring so a it's, flask. yeah, it's it's pretty simple. Do not bring a flask because that would get me in trouble. Uh, um, just saying that. Uh, yeah, so it's you know, and then so what we're just trying to, like I said, trying to get people in the door, trying to get people to hear about it. It's tough. Um, social media now more than ever, the algorithms are against any small company doing promotion. Yep. And I'm the smallest company there is, you know, I'm, I'm basically promoting it on the event uh, social media handles and my personal social media handles. And it's just hard to get the word out and we're doing our best and things are things are looking good. Things are trending well, hopefully. And uh, yeah, like I said, it's going to be an intimate event. Um, you know, one one thing I'm trying to do is convince people to buy their tickets early in advance. And so when you come in, you don't have to wait in the long line of people, uh, you know, paying cash and making their change or having to swipe cards. If you have your receipt or your barcode on your phone, you'll get a wristband. You get let right in. You don't have to wait in the line. Um, also, pre-purchasing, much like uh, in comics, right? Uh, if you follow comic creators, a lot of them will say, hey, pre-order your comics. You know, let yep. that, that way the publisher knows what to expect. The retailer knows what to expect. And most importantly, I think the creators know what to expect. And it's the same thing here. You know, if we have a good idea of pre-orders, uh, you know, pre-ticket sales, then that, that sets us up already to sort of like, okay, so we're, we're trending in the right direction. And this isn't all going to be sort of, you know, it's not going to look like a convention hall on a Sunday afternoon, which is for a lot of creators, the convention at the end of the day on Sunday is just a, uh, you can see tumbleweeds roll through some of those convention yeah, halls. Yeah, it can be sad at times. <laughs> yes, yes. And that's that's another reason it's a one-day show, and it's only a, a seven-hour day show. You know, you're not going to get haggard. You know, some of these shows, are they start at 10 on a Saturday or a Friday, and they go until 8 on a Saturday or Friday. And, man, that is just too long. 
to ask someone to sit, sit behind a table and make small talk, um, you know, and, and, and stay on their game for nine hours a day. That's, in, that's insane. So I think a right. seven hour, seven hour show, one day show is perfect. You're going to get the best out of the creators because they're not going to be overwhelmed. They're not going to be exhausted. Um, I, I just, I mean, if I wasn't running this show or if I wasn't part of putting the show on, it's a show I would want to be a guest at because again, as someone who's been on the other side of the table, this is what most of us want is, is this kind of, this kind of show. Yeah, of course. And you know, it, it all feeds back into the community and, you know, we all know that things are tough right now, you know, with um, all kinds of prices going up. Uh, it's hard on everybody and small businesses in particular because they can't compete with, you know, these giant corporations that, <laughs> that are monopolizing everything. So right. um, definitely always show the love to the local community and, yeah. um, you know, looking at your partners, you know, Samurai Comics and, you know, Brandon's Comics and, and all that good stuff. Everybody is local, which which is awesome. I love to see that. Um, Bookman's, uh, I, I love hunting trades there so yeah <laughs> um definitely um love all of that man and yeah definitely everybody should attend this because even if you know you don't know much about these creators now's your chance to get to know them <laughs> so right. uh, what better way than to go to go to the show and um you know to your point about you know wearing these guys out I, i'm with you yeah you, know, you know as speaking as a podcaster you know, it'd be like asking us to record for eight hours straight and right. being able to to function the entire time. And um, honestly, dude, uh, I love what you're doing. Uh, personally, I wish I could be there, but Geek Network will be there. Um, we will have some people going. So um, we're definitely going to do our part to try to, you know, make the best out of the experience. Um, but, you know, any final words that you have for anybody, um, anybody that's considering going uh, what they can expect or why they should go buy their tickets right this second yeah i would just say well i mean buying your tickets right this second uh like i said could save you time waiting in line in the morning trying to get in but also it's going to be a personal uh it's going to save it's going to save my uh my ocd and anxiety it's going to cause me much less stress but also, I mean, you know, our tickets are ten bucks plus tax, so it's like um, we're you know tax and fees, so less than twelve bucks basically. And you're never going to see this lineup at any comic show for twelve dollars. You know, we got like I said, multiple Eisner winners, um, people who have worked on, you know, some of the biz some of the biggest characters and biggest books for the biggest publishers in the world. You're you're not going to be able to see these guys, a collection of these these guys and and these men and women, and um, these creators for for twelve bucks. It's it's unheard of. Um, again, we're just we're trying to get the place get get in through the door and get it packed and get in early. You know, be be one of the people that helps make this show something that that Phoenix can be proud of in the future. And and more and more creators want to come. You know, like creators talk so if this show is if this show is great and it's you know and i'm not talking about you know having thousands of people in the door i'm talking about having really dedicated fan base in the door who who really make it a special show you know these creators will tell other creators and you know next year there's there might be there's going to be bigger guests and more guests and you know it could continue to grow into something uh, equivalent to an, an art show 
about comics and about comic creators and that's that's the goal that's the 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 goal the the mission of this whole ordeal you know this this whole thing we're trying to build is to make it an art show for comic creators and, and about comics for people who appreciate comics and comic book art right 100 percent. and yeah i mean i've paid more for parking at other conventions than what it costs to get into this and right uh, the lineup is 100 percent worth it but yeah, you know, um, who doesn't want to say that they were at the first Arizona Comic Book Arts Festival? I'm sure somewhere out there uh, holds their head up high saying, <laughs> I was at the first Phoenix Fan Fusion. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> um, and now this could be you. So um, definitely take advantage of this um, because it is definitely worth your time, worth your money, because the less you pay at the door, the more you can spend inside. So um, yep. definitely. Um, Definitely check it out. Um, I was looking for a website, but I have it right here. So um, you want to make sure you buy your tickets at azcomicartfest.com. And I believe the social media handles are azcomicartsfest.com, plural, right? Uh, on Twitter, we are at, uh, let me see, I don't have my glasses on. azcomicartsfest, yes, with a, with an S. azcomicartsfest Comic Arts on Twitter, sorry. And on Instagram, we're at um, AZ Comic Book Fest. And I realize they're two different handles, and that's my bad. Uh, some of these rolled over from previous accounts. And, uh, yeah, that's what happened. I mean, th this is how you know it's it's boutique and it's special because the flaws are out there for everyone to see. <laughs> you, you know, like yeah. uh, <laughs> anything anything that gets messed up. Uh, people can point their finger at me and I'm willing, you know, I'm happy to take that. Let's have a, let's have 1500 people come yell at me next Saturday and yeah, uh, I'll, sure. I'll be, I'll be happy with that. And you know what? They get to yell at you because it's a personal event. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Uh, but uh, before I let you go, Ryan, uh, one, I want to thank you. Um, I had a blast, man. I wish you the best. We're definitely going to do everything we can to get the word out. And hopefully I can make it to the know next year because I fully believe this thing's going to take off but you've been really vocal about it on your personal social media so why don't you drop your handles too if you don't mind uh sure on twitter i'm just at ryan cody all one word and on instagram i'm at super 75 studios uh, so you can follow either one of those accounts and uh you know obviously if you're on facebook just google the event it'll come up so awesome well thanks again ryan and we'll see you at the comic arts festival thanks so much i appreciate it and uh yeah, I hope it's a, I think it's going to be a great event and I hope everyone's there to uh, be part of it. Artless.io